there's really no such thing as the perfection, but it's easy to forget that when maybe you're not feeling as self-confident as you should and right. you feel like that you've done everything you possibly can. And I, you know, I, and you come from the background of, of health and wellness and weight loss. And so you understand that battle too. Absolutely, and I've struggled with it myself, and I talk about that in the book. Um, I kind of make a joke that I, I used to say I could open a store called 2 to 12, because you never know what size I'm going to be, uh, depending, <laughs> depending on the year or the month. You know. so, um, <laughs> we, all have, we all have our fat clothes and our skinny clothes. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I love My husband says, are you going to throw that stuff out? I'm like, no, I'll probably be wearing it in a couple months. When you need advice on beauty, who are you going to call? Beautical with Janice McQueen. Janice is easy and loves to have casual yet informative conversations on sex, beauty, love, fashion, work-life balance, diet, fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life's ups and downs. Join the Beautical podcast and learn inside secrets to true beauty. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Call Podcast. I'm your host, Janice McQueen, and I have a spectacular guest for you. For those of you who have been talking about wanting to, well, you've, heard, you've seen it lately in my podcast, um, and well as my social media posts, as I believe in aging gracefully. But you know, sometimes we just got to say, shoot, we have to take care of ourselves and we have to eat healthy and do all the right things. But sometimes we do need a little help along the way. And in order to get that help, you need to have the best advice ever. And my guest today is the woman that can give us all the beauty advice. She can help us along the way, understanding what is the right way to handle your beauty routine when you want to go next level. And Michelle Emick is, she is an amazing woman. She is the plastic surgery coach and the co-founder and CEO of My Coach MD. Welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Janice, for having me on. Well, it is a pleasure. I am, gosh, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. I, I know I have been waiting for such a long time to talk with you. Uh, you have so impressed me with your book and all the things that you're doing. And we're going to, of course, share that with our audience, all the tips and tricks that you have um, to share about, you know, plastic surgery and what it's like to be, to do all the things that you do to be beautiful. So but before, first, before we get started, if you could just share with our listeners what your history is, what led you to do what you're doing today, what led you to write this book. If you could yeah, just share your 20 years of experience, I would love to hear. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. So it's interesting. I um, kind of started my professional career. I had a few different jobs, but I started my professional career in um, the weight loss industry and had worked for um, some, you know, one of the national chains out there. And when I came to um, start in aesthetics, I really found that there was so much synergy between the two. Uh, people were coming to me, specifically women, coming to me at a point in their lives where maybe they, they weren't looking and feeling their best and they wanted to present them their best self. And so they were coming for help and really needing that guidance and that coaching. Um, and so I catapulted my weight loss industry into um, aesthetics and have had the chance to work with um, over 300 plastic surgeons across the United States, um, a few internationally, and um, have coached over 10,000 patients. And so um, I've, I've seen, I always say I've seen the good, bad, and ugly um, inside the industry. And when 
I saw there was an opportunity. I saw there was a gap um, out there of being able to educate people to really know the ins and outs and providing them kind of what you had mentioned about some tips and tricks and things to know. Um, because out there we see one uh, point of view. We see this, you know, cover model in their bikini and, you know, they're perfectly, you know, the washboard abs and, um, you know, no, uh, no brown spots on their face, <laughs> no cellulite, but, yeah. but that's not true. And so for me, I wanted to unveil that. I wanted to put it out there to know that this is not the everyday woman that you're seeing coming into a plastic surgeon's office. Um, these are, these are women of all ages and all shapes and sizes and ethnicities and uh, with different backgrounds. And so I think that it's important to share that. And I wanted to share that in, uh, inside the book and also just share some of the stories of myself and my career and what I've gone through to get to, um, owning my own business and, um, really supporting kind of female empowerment. Well, that's amazing because I, I know that, you know, I battle the everyday of not feeling as if I am, I'm enough. And, you know, I'm in the beauty industry and I've been a pageant queen and, you know, I, I teach confidence to so many people, but yet sometimes it's just hard because you do look at TV and film and you look at magazines and you see perfection and there's really no such thing as the perfection, but it's easy to forget that when maybe you're not feeling as self-confident as you should and right. you feel like that you've done everything you possibly can. And I, you know, I, and you come from the background of, of health and wellness and weight loss. And so you understand that battle too. Absolutely. And I've struggled with it myself. And I talk about that in the book. Um, I kind of make a joke that I, I used to say I could open a store called two to 12 because you never know what size I'm going to be uh, <laughs> depending, depending on the year or the month. You know. so, um, we all have, we all have our fat clothes and our skinny absolutely. clothes. Don't we? <laughs> I know. I laugh. My husband says, are you going to throw that stuff out? I'm like, no, I'll probably be wearing it in a couple months. So, <laughs> Wait, the holidays are coming. Yeah, I might absolutely. need that. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's so interesting because I'm I'm fascinated by, you know, social media and just I, you know, I look at people's posts and I talk about this in the book, you know, is all these filters. You know, I have I I have a niece who's 18 and um, you know, I see them how they the girls how they post and they've got to get it just right and and the filters and everything. And it's just it's what we're seeing out there is not real. And it's, no. and no one talks about it. And it's, it's very, to me, this is very similar than in the retail industry when, you know, with clothing, you know, they put it out there where everyone's a size, you know, a size zero. And that's not the mm -hmm. truth. Um, <laughs> that, oh, not even close. Not even close. Yeah, and, and, you know. It's now the same thing in the aesthetic world. I mean, every, every single, um, you know, banner you see in the doctor's websites, I mean, everything. I'm like, come on, this isn't what women look. I mean, most of us don't look like this. No. Um, and so, you know, I'd like to just try to get to a place where we, you know, can we find a happy medium? <laughs> I mean, I understand what they're selling, but at the same time, it's, it's hurting. It's, it's hurting us because we can't live up to that standard and we're always trying to get to it. Um, so. Well, that, you know, that brings up a good point is the pursuit of perfection that I think mm -hmm. that we all want. And I'm guilty of also having like a little filter. I love the little filters. I yes. don't, I don't do filters on my social media posts. I don't, I don't really change anything. I just want to put the real out there. So yeah. what you see is what you get. And you guys, 
have seen me, you know, with not much makeup on, with no makeup on, and then my more glamorous photos. But even those are very, very little, you know, I don't touch them up very much, yeah, just the shadows. They're fun. They're fun. Simple. And it's, yes. it's, it's, it's to me, like you said, aging gracefully and kind of tweaking. I feel the same way. Like of right. course, I put on, if I'm putting Instagram posts on, I'm looking at like, Oh, that filter looks better than the last one. <laughs> you know? But it's, it's like finding, finding a place of, you know, not too extreme. And I guess it's kind of the same thing with plastic surgery. I've seen people mm-hmm. come in that are looking just for, you know, some enhancements. And then other times you see people that really kind of have that dysmorphia and they're just taking it to another level. Um, so I think it's just finding a place of your own, you know, your own balance. That is true. So let's talk about that. You have this great site and of course all the, everything will be, we'll, we'll talk about it again in the end. We'll recap everything. It'll be in the show notes, but you have this great site that does sort of go over a lot of questions that we have. And that's one of the things that you, you do as a, as a coach is you help people talk about that first step of inquiring and understanding when it comes to maybe a cosmetic procedure or plastic surgery. So could you walk us through, you know, that process and how you work and what people can expect or what questions they should ask? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great question. So we, with my coach MD on the consumer side, because we have two sides of the business, um, we work with the consumer and then we work with um, aesthetic practices. But for the consumer, what I wanted to do um, as well with my partners, but create a a, kind of a a safe place because I've worked, I've spent years, I've worked with many of the national chains. um, And like I said, I've learned the good and bad and there's a little of both to take away. And I've worked with a lot of private practices. But what I found over coaching patients over the years is that people come in and they're, they're not educated, right? They don't oh, yeah. know the ins and outs. And so I've seen where people come in and, you know, this is their hard-earned money and they don't know what they're getting. They don't really even understand it. And so what we did was we created MyCoachMD for you, for a place unbiased, you know, feel free to ask any question. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe having something done to my face. I'm 70 years old. I've never had anything done, you know, And so we're finding out things like, you know, um, are you looking for something surgical or non-surgical? What's your budget? You know, are you looking to finance a procedure? You know, what are you, what are the qualities, what are you looking for in a doctor? Um, So just getting as many questions, what's your downtime? Getting as many questions as we can to really try to pinpoint what's going to work for them and then educating them on those service offerings. It's their choice. It's their decision, what they decide, but at least they're coming into that office prepared and they know the right questions to ask and they know what to look for in a plastic surgeon because there's a lot of doctors out there and it's very important. We give them the specifics and uh, you know what to look for in a, in a surgeon, but that they go in prepared so that what we say is our tagline kind of know before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they decide to have something done, we coach them through the process because what I have found over the years is there's a big piece missing is that the person has surgery and then out the door, they may go in for, you know, their one week follow-up or 30 days. But what about what happens in between? It's an emotional roller coaster when you have plastic surgery and uh, depression can set in, you know, you start questioning yourself, why did I do this? So we really try to keep the patient framed in a positive, um, you know, that positive mindset to say, you know what, remember that you're wise, remember why you came in and what your goal was and to keep them in that, 
you know, just having someone to talk to along the way. Um, and that's part of the coaching process. I don't, no one else else is out there doing it. And, um, you know, it's something I saw that that was missing inside this industry because people would come in and they would feel like, wow, I had this procedure and then that was it. I feel like I was dropped. You know, they, they called me one or two times and that was it. And there's a lot more that goes into an aesthetic journey. So that's what we do. Wow. That is, you know, and that's true. And I, I, you know, I am very transparent on my show and I have had one, one plastic surgery procedure done and I had the, you know, like the puppy dog eyes. So I had them from the time I was a little girl. And so I got tired of people telling me that I always looked sad or I looked tired. So when I was in my early thirties, I had the little fatty pads removed under my eyes, which is a, uh, I guess it's called a lower lid blepharoplasty. Yeah. Lower blepharoplasty. Yes. And so that was done very non-invasive, but I was scared. And I'll be honest, I didn't ask enough questions. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the information. I didn't have a place like my coach MD to go to. And they are very brief sometimes in a doctor's office. It's not, it's not, you know, anything that I'm slamming against any kind of doctor. They they only have, you only have so much time. They don't have the time, Janice. And that's the thing. We work with a lot of practices to, Mm -hmm. to offer our services to say, Hey, this is what we do because they're busy. And it's not, they don't, they don't mean to do it. It's just, they've got a lot of a lot of patients to tend to. So to Mm -hmm. be able to say, Hey, there's a service. You want somebody, you need somebody to hold your hand and you want someone to coach you through the process. These guys are great They're That's what they're there for. Absolutely. And to have that go between, Oh my goodness. That is to be able to answer those questions to make what I missed from it is I just didn't feel comfortable. Even though it ended up being great. There were a lot of things that happened after like the downtime was not exactly what had been explained to me. Mm-hmm. It was longer. I didn't understand why I thought something was wrong. Yep. And so to be able to have someone to comfort me and to walk me through the process would probably make me feel better about maybe the next time that I want to do something, because I think we all need to feel good about who we are. And I fully believe that whether you have something done or never have anything done, you need to do it for you and you alone, not for anybody else, not to feel like you need to look like that model on the cover of the magazine or for your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or any significant other or for anyone else. um, You need to do it only for you to make yourself feel better. Well, we're we're kindred spirits, Janice, because that's that's exactly the message of the book. And that's how I feel. I mean, I, I, because when I'm when working inside this industry, you know, people are so quick to judge one way or the other. You know, it's like, oh wow, plastic surgery, or oh, plastic surgery. You know, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's what it's what's best for you. It's what works mm-hmm. for you. What's going to be what is? It? And this is one of my questions, and I talk about this in the book. But I, one of my questions to ask is, what do you want? You right. know, don't worry about whatever anybody else or what you see on TV or this. That. What is it that you want when you when you're all alone, you're looking in the mirror. What is it that what is it that you that you want for yourself? And if it's you know whatever that is, then we'll help you get there. Um, but I think what you touched on this about the downtime—that's probably one of the biggest areas I see um, of opportunity to improve the patient experience. Because um, you know, to them, and this is what I do when I coach when I coach inside practices. And so you got to remember, they're hearing this sometimes for the first time. You guys say this stuff every day, all day. So when you go in there and someone says, well, how much, you know, how much downtime is it going to be? It's like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, a few days or it may take you a week. Well, (laughs) 
that's not necessarily, you know, the case. Um, oh, I know. Even, even with, you know, even if you get, you know, injectables, I mean, you could come out and have bruising for, you know, three or four weeks. So, you know, you just want to make sure that you're educated. So, you know, going in the expectation and once you set a proper expectation, I think people have a much better experience. And I find that when we go into practices, that's one of the things that's lacking. Um, and again, it's just because when you're doing something repetitive day in and day out, it's easy to miss those little things. So what we do is we go in and audit and we're able to quickly identify where the areas that you're, you're missing throughout the process. That's great because it's a service that is so needed just to know if you're, you know, even if you're in the right candidate to get something done, or maybe, you know, it sounds like by, from what you're saying that you can help someone really sort of decide whether or not what's the right thing to do or when's the right thing to do it. And that can save someone so much time and energy and money along the way to educate them. It does. It does. And, and I've seen a lot of people get, and this is, this comes again, why everything kind of brought us to this point, but it's, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've met with that said, I spent this amount of money and it did nothing for me. Oh, wow. And that's heartbreaking to me because I know these people, you know, this hard earned money and they got necessarily sold. And I say that word carefully because I am in sales. I love sales. I talk about it in the book. I'm not embarrassed by it. I think, you know, I think no. a lot of times, especially in the um, medical world, people shy away from it. Like, oh, you mm -hmm. can't say that word. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> people are expecting that when they, you know, if, if there's going to be an exchange of, uh, if there's going to be a service involved, but um there's a lot of things out there that, especially when it falls on the non-surgical side, and I do believe there's a place um, for those services. However, if you don't get to know exactly what the customer or the patient is looking for, and then they turn around and spend thousands of dollars on that service um, to just get you know more of a minimal result, they're going to be frustrated. And right. it again, just provides a bad service. So I just want people to know ahead of time, like, hey, you want this service? That's great. But here's just... Here's the expectation from that. Um, and then you decide for yourself. That is amazing. That it just really does sort of fine tune it. Cause I think so many people are afraid of, of getting procedures done. And I think it's just because that information is not readily available in the offices because that's not their forte. That's not why they, they, they're skilled surgeons um, or skilled estheticians instead of being the skilled consultant or coach to walk you through that. So it's a well-needed service. You know, I never even, honestly, I never even thought about that. That, that <laughs> That's, you know, it's the missing element. It is the missing yeah. element. Well, it is, and, it, and it only came from years of doing it, you know, working with different, different places and kind of mm -hmm. seeing it. And I'm like, wow, there's a need here. And, you know, I want to, I love helping people. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what age or what they're looking for. I just, I want to, I have the knowledge. So why wouldn't I then pass it to them? Right. I look for a coach. When I was writing the book, I went and found a woman who has, you know, a New York Times bestseller and she's helped other New York Times bestsellers. And I was like, Hey, talk to me about this. You know, what do, <laughs> what do I need to do here for my book to support it? And, um, and so I'm not the subject matter expert on a lot of stuff, but mm -hmm. this industry, I happen to know and um, I know, I know what the consumer wants too. you know, they, they want to be treated well, they want to be educated, they want to feel that support. Everything is really about how you make someone feel. Right. Uh, and so, you know, again, I think when, when we go into practices, a lot of times, you know, they're just, they're, um, you know, they're just kind of 
doing the same thing every day, day in and day out. So it's repetitious and they're not, they're not realizing that they're missing things along the way. So we're, yeah. different, we're a different set of eyes. We're able to come in and go, okay, <laughs> here's what's missing. Um, so you get so to I, be sort of like the bedside manner. You're basically not only the coach, but you're also the bedside manner because you do finesse it. You know, you help them, you know, finesse that message and help people understand it because, you know, to them it's science, but to us it's aesthetics is beyond science because it's personal. It's very personal when you walk in for anything. Absolutely. And it can be intimidating for a lot of, you know, a lot of women coming in, especially if you've never had anything done, you know, they're, they're, you know, usually the patient coordinator is an attractive woman that's working inside the office. I mean, that's, that's typical, not always, but it's typical. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of women, especially if you're not feeling your best, um, you know, you're really contemplating, do I even come in? And so for example, some of the national chains that I've worked for over the years, they have about a 30% show rate. So in my mind, I thought, what happens to the 70% that don't ever walk in the door, that they picked up the phone and made a phone call, but never made it in? Those are the people I want to talk to. I want to be able to say, it's okay, no judgment. Let's talk. Let's find out what you need. And I'll point you in the right direction. I love that. So let's talk about your book, uh, Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. So this sort of culminates your you're 20 years plus in the industry, right? And yes. a little bit more. So, you know, walk us through what we can expect when we buy your book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very, it's a fun, lighthearted read. Um, it's been great since I put it out. I've, I've heard for a lot of people that I've known, you know, that I've coached. I've had a lot of people that have reported under me over the years and um, have said, you know what, Michelle, I read it and I, I heard your voice. I heard every word that you said is, is through the book and that meant a lot. But you know, I wanted it. I wanted to share my personal story and how I got into aesthetics. So I talk a little bit about the weight loss industry, but I also go into. Um, I worked for a company. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with. We were the largest uh, medical retail chain. It was a company called Lifestyle Lift. Um, mm-hmm. It was the first kind of national chain to really use marketing, and mm-hmm. um, we had at one point, um, you know, over 40 locations across the United States, uh, 200 million dollar organization. Um, hundreds of doctors, hundreds of employees. And, um, you know, I talk about my journey there because I had started, uh, um, you know, in an office and worked my way up and, uh, to be head of sales. And I, you know, had some, some experiences along the way, some great experiences and some, you know, challenging experiences just working inside of kind of that corporate world um, and trying to climb the ladder um, in that voice club. And so just how I navigated through that um, wasn't always easy. I went through a lot with that company. I watched it grow. I opened 24 locations across the United States. So I, it was great experience. I always say I became like a mini CEO because um, I had to, had to learn all aspects of the business. Um, but just kind of what it's like to be a woman and, you know, work their way up and how to, how you navigate through that. Um, there was times it was difficult, but I, you know, I pushed through it. And when I, um, you know, I saw the signs um, of the company struggling and I saw it going a direction that I didn't uh, necessarily support for myself. Um, and I, I left. And um, a few years later, the company actually went bankrupt. So I mm-hmm. was very um, close. I reported directly for a long time to the, um, the owner of the company, um, who's a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, just, it was, it was very difficult to see that. So it's kind of like, I talk about that story and then I go into some of the other companies that I've 
worked with. Um, a lot of a lot of people try to replicate that model. Um, it's big business. Plastic surgery is big business. It is. And, uh, I don't think again people see that, see that side of it. And so I wanted to shed the light on that. I wanted people to know, for example, if you know these big um, capital equipment companies. Again, nothing against them. There's a lot of great ones out there. But if they come in and buy buy the, if the doctor buys that piece of machinery, um, that costs money. So expect that that's going to be the piece that they're pushing. Um, so it may not necessarily be the best option for the patient, you know? And so it's those type of things that I wanted to share through the book, um, just to educate people. So it ties very closely into my coach MD, um, but also tells some funny stories along the way. I tell some patient stories, um, mm -hmm. some that are very personal to me that have really, um, one in particular that kind of talks about how I went from the mindset of a sales consultant to a coach and how I realized along the way in my 20s that I had the ability to help change someone's life for the better. And I really wanted to, to train and coach others on how we're empowering others to a better quality of life. So that's in there. And then I tell some funny doctor stories because I've coached so many doctors. And <laughs> I always say, you know, kind of we have it on our website. It says, um, you know, everything you didn't learn in medical school. And, you know, these doctors are brilliant, but a lot of them, you know, kind of miss the other stuff. So we're the other stuff. <laughs> you know, we want, we want to help them connect. And it's all about connecting and making sure, you know, because once you have that connection, you'll have a patient for life. You know, um, we all want to feel that connection. And that's what it's about. And that's, I think, through the book, you realize my love for people. And I love the transformation. And I, those are the stories in the book of some personal transformations that I saw that just touched my heart. That just, they, that job, those, being out talking to patients and meeting with them, it has done more for me than anything, than, than it is for them, them. I mean, I get so much out of it to see them come in with their confidence and feeling great. And, you know, they've got their new hairstyle and makeup and they're just, they walk with, they walk with, you know, their, you know, perfect posture. And it's just, it's, it's something pretty amazing. Um, and I don't think there's anything like it. I fell in love with it when I first started and I, I still love it just as much to this day. So all the business and politics side, eh, it's there, <laughs> you know, and I, yeah. if I can help people pass that, but the real good stuff is that before and after when somebody is like, look at me, look at me, Michelle, like, and it's just, I still, to this day, jaw drop, you know, eyes water. I'm like, oh, you look amazing. Like, how do you mm -hmm. feel? And they say, I feel amazing. And that is like, are you kidding me? I'm done. I'm mush. I'm like, yes, that's what it's all about. That so. is what it's all about is helping someone along their, the way to feel beautiful inside and out. And that is wonderful. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, since, you know, you're, you're helping, you know, you do both sides, you work and help the doctor's office to have that extra knowledge, that extra compassion, that extra understanding along the way. And then on the flip side, you're helping the client, like someone like myself, understand to ask the right questions. And it sounds to me like you're helping them to be their own advocate. Absolutely. That's what we all need to be is our own health advocate, our own wellness advocate, our own advocate for beauty. And we have to ask questions and we have to make sure 
that we know what to ask for. We have to advocate for the things that we need in our life because nobody, like what you said, nobody is an expert at everything. And the same thing for the doctor. They're not the expert at everything. You have to sort of say, this is what I, this is what I want. Tell me about that. Yeah. And and, and what's interesting, what's interesting about that, Janice, is that you could go to three different doctors and I, I tell patients, I'm like, you know, you should go and get a, you know, go to a couple doctors, you know, see who you feel the most comfortable with. I always, I talk about it in the book. I said, if you're starting to go four or five different people and now you're getting a little crazy, like, I mean, you gotta, gotta narrow it down. I mean, you don't want to be so neurotic about it that you're never going to make a decision. But what's interesting is you can go to different doctors and get different answers. If that doesn't tell you anything right there. Oh yes, I know. I, I, I've gosh. Anytime I ever, I've been considering doing a few things here and there, and I get Botox. Yeah, and Botox is great. I, I've been yes. doing it for so many years. I tell everyone, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I also like this really new one called, is it Juveau? I think that's Juveau, the yep, absolutely. I really love Juveau. And not everybody does, but I absolutely love it. So I'm an advocate for myself. So when I go in, they want me to do Botox, but I'm like, no, I like Juveau. It just works better for my... I don't know, for my face, my metabolism. I don't yeah, know. I just Everyone's love it. Different. Some doctors, you know, really prefer dysphoria. And, and that's why I said it's really, it's, there's no right or wrong. It's just knowing, you know, what you're getting and kind of making that decision. And um, obviously if you're comfortable with a doctor and they're comfortable with that product, um, but that's, that's where that connection comes from, you know, and you'll, you'll know that probably the person you go to, you probably go to the same place, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And then just seeing different people, but I, I have, you know, I have someone that sounds to me like has gone through your course and just has that wonderful like bedside manner and that he's there for me and me alone. And I love it when someone says, you don't need to do that. You're not ready for that. Or it's just not the right thing. You need to think about it and you need to research. And I love it when, when anybody in that industry in any industry is selfless enough to make sure that the person, the client is comfortable, that that says a lot. That's a testament Absolutely. to them. And, and, and that's what you do for them. So do you have certain doctors that you recommend to your patients or to your clients? Absolutely. We do the, so we have doctors from all over. And if there's a particular, if a uh, consumer comes in and we don't happen to have a doctor in that area, we'll do the research for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because we have my partners and I have so many doctor connections um, across the across the United States and the world that um, we've got people in in pretty much every city, and so we'll help them. You know, we want them to we want the consumer to make the decision themselves. We're not going to tell you this one particular doctor, but we'll give them the name of two, at least two, sometimes three, and then they can choose from there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who's the best? Where who's the best fit for them? But we we want to make sure the doctor has been vetted. Um, we have specific criteria that we look at. Obviously, board certification is number one. You know, years of experience. Um, you know, medical license. Just all the all the criteria, which is actually on our website. And then one of the things, if if um, if someone was interested, they can go to our website and we, if you um, sign up in the community and put your information in, we'll send you questions to ask the doctor. Um, that's free to the. That's free. Wow. That's interested. Yeah. Well, sign me up, baby. I'm yeah. t- 
I know. I listen in too. Every time I look in the mirror, I go, okay, it's, uh, that Tommy Tuck is calling my name. Every, I say I'm going to do it. I have an eight-year-old. I'm still like, another year or two away, but I'm like, I'm getting one of it. I am definitely going to get one. So maybe- Well, sometimes it's just tough being a mom. You're a working mom. It's hard to, to yes. juggle that. And it's, let me tell you, you, any man listening to this right now, because uh, I know I have male followers, it is different. I know it's tough being a working dad too, but you're pushing that baby out out of parks that shouldn't have things pushed out of them. <laughs> I know. Listen, not, nothing goes back in place. Like, no. I, I mean, if you, maybe, you know, there is a small percentage. Like sometimes I'd laugh, someone would be like, look at my little pooch. I'm like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> It's like, I can't even see it. I know. know. But that's a whole nother piece too, about being a working mom. I mean, I, I talk about it in the book. Um, you know, I, my husband and I were never planning on having children. I, I just, I wasn't that person that grew up and said, I want to get married and have children. I traveled, I worked, I love work. And then I have my, you know, we had our daughter and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And she's the, she's the love of our life. And, uh, but I had to, I had to kind of regroup and be like, okay, how do I maneuver uh, my career through all of this, where I used to fly in all the time. Now it's so great. Everything I do is virtual. So we have a whole virtual platform. I can be face-to-face um, with the consumer. I can be face-to-face with the doctor. We have a system where they um, set up, um, we go right on a little iPad. We can set up right in the consultation room. So we can we can um, do a, a playback to see the consultation and see exactly what's being said and done in the room. So it's almost like we're right there. It saves, saves the practice a ton of money because they don't have to fly us in. And it helps me out because, you know, I can watch it late at night after my little one's in bed and, and give feedback to the office. So it's a pretty cool, cool platform. What a blessing to be able to do all of that and still be at home with your your daughter. How amazing is that? That's 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 the dream, is. right? That is I the dream. So, I feel so blessed. I get to do what I love. And that was the thing. It was scary for me because I'm like, what am I going to do? I mean, who's, how am I going to get a job? Like who's, you know, I, I, I want to be here for her. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and so to, to, we, it was a lot of kind of thinking, all right, how do I make this work? And uh, God loved the internet and technology. <laughs> it's, it's been yes. a game changer, you know? And so I barely step on a plane anymore. I mean, once in a while, but I don't, I don't have to too much. So that's that's a great thing, you know. But sometimes technology is a curse, and most of the time it's a blessing. Though, how how fantastic to be able to do to be able to do it all, do what you love, and then be with the people that you love the most, which is that is what we all want. That is what we all want. That's balancing. That is prioritizing. That's doing other things. Superwoman. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying, Janice, but I'm not. I don't. I'm to any listeners. Believe me, I am not perfect with this. I mean. I, I laugh, but yeah. I mean, I'm trying to set, you know, more boundaries. It's hard. It's like one more phone call, you know, she's looking at me like, mom, really? You're going to on the phone again? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I think coming back to working, working moms, I mean, I just have such respect. It was so funny because mm-hmm. even my leadership style, when I became a mom, I was so, I was, I'm such a high achiever. And I, you know, I had that kind of expectation on everyone that worked for me. And once I became a mom, it wasn't that, you know, I still wanted to see that, that achievement, but it, it looked different, you know, and I, I had a different respect level because I realized like, wow, you really have to figure out, you know, women are the best. I mean, I can't even, I can't say enough. I'm like, wow, no offense to our men because I love the dads, and the, <laughs> but women really, we have to be multitaskers and we do so many things and we're, we're the CEO of everything, right? So true, true. And so here we are on top of it, trying to look our best. And even being able to do a procedure where you take, you know, to have that downtime, you know, it's, it's a lot. And, um, yeah, that's hard. 
Yeah, it is hard. That I mean, even for myself, I've said that for years. I'm like, I would love a tummy tuck, but I mean, I know that's downtime. I mean, that's that's some downtime. So I don't I don't have that time right now. Um, I will eventually, but well, so many, you know, you brought up a really good point. So many of us, men and women alike, but especially women, I feel that they they juggle so much and they try to do it all. And let's be honest, you know, we are the ones doing a lot of the, the work mm-hmm. at home too. And we, we bear the, the burden and the brunt of the majority of that. And of course, you know, like I have a great husband, you know, my husband, Tony does, he shares so much of everything uh, at home with, with taking care of the house. And, you know, that is a blessing, but you, you want to look good for those that are are around you and you want to feel good and look good for yourself. So trying to carve out that time Mm -hmm. for any kind of a, a procedure or be a treatment or see a plastic, you know, you know, surgery procedure, you really do need to do your research. And so it sounds like you're the perfect place to go for that working mom that just has questions needs to know what to ask and what is the true downtime like I said even my little my little blepharoplasty that I had way back when like over 20 years ago or no 20 yeah 21 years ago is I was told three to four days downtime so that's what I (laughs) that's what I I know I'm sorry that's funny we can just three or four days no big deal so we can laugh I could laugh yeah. now, but I took the time off from work. And so they thought I was just taking time off from work. So I come back. Oh my gosh. And everybody wants to know why I'm wearing sunglasses. And I was in a customer facing position and I'm like, well, because, and they were like, oh my God, are you okay? They thought, did you get like punched in the eye or something? I'm like, so I slowly take off my glasses and I show my boss and everybody around me. They're like, oh, honey. And I was, I was bruised and I had a TCA peel because, you know, you have loose skin under yeah. that. And even though I was like barely 30, I had that done. So they're like, oh, honey, why did you feel, you know, you, how beautiful do you really want to be? And I was like, well, that's a nice compliment. But I was just, I had bags for days under my eyes and it wasn't because I was tired. So I did this for me. It wasn't for anybody else, but I had no idea. It took me two weeks to get back to no, and that, at honestly, least two weeks. It's crazy, Janice. I, I mean, I, this is exactly the reason, like I've worked around, you know, I'm not going to say who or what, but where they tell people like, oh, it's no big deal. It'll be a few days. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, especially for example, if someone's having like a, a big one, when people come in for plastic surgery, there's usually a special event. It's a wedding. It's a reunion. It's a, um, you know, big family, big family event. There's something going on kids graduation. There's usually something that kind of drives people to that point. If it's too close to that event, I flat out tell people, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to tell you that's not enough time. No. And I would rather pad the time and add more than to have somebody, you know, have some big life event and they're not looking or feeling their best. Like right. that's, that breaks my heart. And I've seen it happen. I can't even tell you how many times and it's wrong. And, um, you know, again, these are all the reasons that kind of brought me to building my coach MD because I'm like, these people need to know before they go. They, they have no idea they're coming in blind and they're like, will I be okay by, you know, my 50th reunion? And oh yeah, you'll be fine. You know? No, no, <laughs> you won't be. <laughs> no, you won't be. You're not going to be fine. You know, you may, you may, you know, you, you, you're healing, 
but you're not to the point where, you know, you mm -hmm. can't guarantee healing. I mean, bruising and swelling, no. I mean, that's, you know, nobody has a magic wand on that. You can do all the little tricks and take Arnica and, you know, eat pineapple and all these little things that, you know, but that has no guarantee. So I'd rather play it safe and give people a longer, um, you know, period of, of healing and downtime than to get somebody on the schedule. Yeah, always play it safe. And then I'll, I'll throw in, and of course, this is stuff that you know, you know, being the expert, but just throw in for... For those listening, you know, things that I've learned over the years, because I do get Botox. And so Botox, if you're going to be traveling on an airplane, you don't want to do that right beforehand. You want to give yourself at least about, I would say, a week downtime just in case, uh, especially if you're flying overseas. If you're flying long distance, you want to give yourself a little bit of a breather. But normally Botox, I mean, like for me, I've been doing it for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. My downtime really, I only have like a day or two downtime, so I'm okay. But anyone doing it for the first time, give anything, yourself a anyone week. Anyone doing anything, give yourself some, give yourself oh, some downtime, um, just in yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. at least double or triple what they tell you because, yes. yeah, everybody takes longer. And then I like to do Clear and Brilliant, which is a very non-invasive oh, yes. type. I love Clear uh, and Brilliant. Love, love, love. And the downtime of that, you're just a little bit red for a couple of days, but you can cover that up after the first day. The first day, you want your skin to be fresh. So yeah. anything you do, make sure you reach out to Michelle, ask her, okay, realistically, this is this, and then she can tell you, you are the expert. So I have to ask you, of course, I, I live in Hollywood, I live in LA. So there's, of course, it's hard to keep up with the beauty that is here. You know, you work, you work extra time, overtime to try to look half as good as some of these people do. They're just so beautiful here. But your own kind of beautiful, but there are these shows. There's reality TV shows, like for example, Botched. I have mm -hmm. to. I watch that. Mm -hmm. what, but what do you feel about all these reality shows about plastic surgery? Well, that's a good question. You know, I think that there it's reality TV. You know, it's sensationalized. I think you know. I know one of those doctors, a very good doctor. I think that um, you know, those are not the. That's not the everyday person coming in. No, so, while they're fun, I mean, while they're fun to watch, you know, and, and what's, you know, there's a, there's a storyline written behind it. Right. So, um, I think that's, you know, it's just like anything we watch reality TV, like, they said that they did that. Well, of course they did. It's, it's, you know, it's, they want us to watch. Right. But, um, I think across the board, I think there can be some benefit to it because they're seeing those rare cases. They're seeing the extreme. Um, I hope that people don't take away, you know, that it's promoting, some of that that they see because they're doing a lot of corrective work and that's a big thing mm -hmm. that nobody talks about in plastic surgery but revision it's like the word nobody's supposed to say you know it's like touch up but rev revisions <laughs> are quite high across the board um, and so and doctors go in it what i find interesting too is when i watch some of that stuff it's like how they talk about you know they don't mention the other doctor's name but i'm thinking in my mind does that not for the consumer watching this does that not concern them that there's all these botched procedures I mean, does that not tell you that you may need to talk to someone because here's the other piece here's another takeaway for your listeners just because a doctor is board certified doesn't mean that he's a great he or she excuse me is a great surgeon so and everybody has something they specialize in so that's one of the questions we want you to ask like what what procedures do you like doing what have you done the most of mm -hmm. you know because not everybody i mean not everybody is loves to do breast augmentation. Not everybody likes to do faces or tummy tucks. So you want to go to the person that specializes in that procedure. 
That is a good point. That's a very yeah. good point because everybody has a specialty. Yep. So you want to go to someone that that's their specialty. So if you are considering doing something, do your research, come to you, but go to someone that is a, that's their specialty. That's so smart, very smart. So please, I mean, we could talk about this all day long. I absolutely, <laughs> I tell you. I know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because I, you know, I really do believe in aging gracefully. And like I said, the few things that I've done, I mean, I, I really do believe in a holistic approach and taking care of yourself with health, wealth, nutrition. I, I do too. I, I think it's so too. important. I, it is. And I think it's, okay. this is the thing I want people to understand. It's like, it's okay to like, I, I find it, you know, I like that growing, growing old gracefully and finding a few things here and there. I mean, mm -hmm. because it does improve, it does improve your appearance. If you're doing a nice, you know, laser resurfacing or you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. maybe your person going in and getting, you know, hydrofacials or something. I mean, there's things that can continue. It's no different. If, I've heard people use this analogy, but like, you know, you, you update your home or you update your cars. I and mean, what about updating yourself? It's okay to do little things. You deserve and, it. Uh, you, know, you know, we got to keep our, we want to still look good and, so there's nothing wrong with it. Um, no. I think it's just finding a balance, like we said, is is there's there are definitely you know a lot of patients we've seen over the years that we've turned away because it's like you know it's getting it's crossing the line like at some point, um, and those aren't really the pe people I deal with. I really deal with the the people that are looking for like you had mentioned, kind of some tweaks and things here and there, um, mm -hmm. and not maybe the person that's over the top. But hey, if you're over the top and you love doing everything, that's your prerogative yes <laughs> so, oh absolutely you know I, absolutely. I, don't, I try not to judge in this industry you know you really it's hard not to I will tell you that because oh gosh go, oh my goodness like how much bigger are your boobs gonna be you know it's like <laughs> but I leave that to the doctor I mean the one thing mm -hmm. I will say is too and I always make sure and I will mention this just you know for any listeners like I'm not we're not the doctors we're not giving medical advice we really make sure that we want everyone to understand that you know this is not replace an in-office consultation with the surgeon we're just trying to educate you you know before you go and then support you on the back end you know along the way to make sure it's a good experience Absolutely. Um, everything else is their decision. You know, they, they make that decision. They Absolutely. And, and they're the expert. I guess what I was just trying to say is, you know, as much as I love the holistic approach and, and I, you know, need to have that too. And I want that too. You've, you know, you get to a certain age and face it, there are certain things that you can do to enhance your look. And as long as you're educated about it and it's something that you feel that it's going to make you feel better then I am 100% backing you. There's no judgment on what that is at all because it could be, give me an overhaul. I mean, just, just do all of it, you know, or yeah. it could be just a little bit here and there, but that's where education is key. That's where Absolutely. reaching out and finding out as much information as you can is key. And really think about it and make sure that you're ready for, for all that that entails. Um, but getting the education is so important. And that is a step that I think that you, you provide beautifully that we all need because it's one thing to ask your friend for advice. And it's another thing to ask someone who truly understands these steps that you're going to be taking and asking yeah, advice absolutely. the advice. And it's, it's funny you mentioned friend because, you know, again, after doing this so long, you know, a friend can go either way. A friend could be like, oh, girl, get it done. You're doing great. And the other one is telling you they're jealous. So they're like, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends which friend you're going to. You True. Know? Uh, but I do think, you know, that that's part of it is that there's so many outside influences, right? I mean, it's like, oh my, I mean, I, I, 
a million times I've heard, you know, my husband doesn't want me to do this or my husband doesn't support it or this and that, um, which is, a, which is a whole, you know, separate topic that we could talk about, but, um, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating, just objections in general of when someone comes to the point where they come in and they want something, but they're, you know, have all these different kind of barriers of what's stopping them. And that's part of what I like to do is work through them to get them to a point of yes or no, either way, but work through those. And that kind of that's comes good. into the whole sales piece that I, you know, spent years in. So. Well, that's great. You know, and then it's consultative selling. So you're actually selling something yeah. that they, they want. You're just get, you're guiding them to the right way of doing Absolutely. it. So let's share with our listeners how to reach out to you, how to find these websites. And of course, again, I'll have this transcribed in all the notes, but please share with our listeners how to reach you. Yes, absolutely. So um, for our company website, if you're looking for a consultation, you want some direction, you can go to mycoachmd.com. Um, if you can fill out the information, just put your first and last name, your email address, and if you want those questions to ask your doctor, those are uh, complimentary to you. So that's out there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Plastic Surgery Coach. And um, for the book specifically, we also have bluecollarbeauty.com. Um, that's fully for the book. And then also I have a uh, new Instagram that I set up for that, which is uh, Blue Collar Beauty Book. And um, so those are the best ways. We are on Facebook, my coach MD. Um, we have, um, I'm on LinkedIn. So wherever you want to find me, I'm out there. And uh, you can give us a call. If you're a practice, we can set up a strategy call. Um, if you're a consumer, you know, we, t- we want to talk to you. Give us a call complimentary. Let's just chat and see, you know, see where you want to go and and what direction we'd love to help people. So that's what we're here for. Well, thank you, Michelle. So if you want to know if something is right for you, if you have questions and you want to know the right questions to ask your doctor to see if it's right for you, right for your family, in general, then you want to go to my coach MD. And I love the fact that your book, it just launched in December and it's already number one on Amazon in its category. So check out Blue Collar Beauty. It's a fantastic read. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you for joining us and educating our audience and our listeners on what to do if they're considering those options when it's right for them. And you are the expert there. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Janice. It was great talking to you. Nice talking with you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Beauty Call Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.